Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. A Dadsnet original podcast. Hi Mel, that's JK, and this is the Don't Tell Your Mum Christmas podcast. <laughs> Coming up on today's show, we have got the most exciting, it's the most exciting guest I think we've ever had. And bearing in mind, we've had some really exciting guests. We've got the co-founder of Elf on the Shelf. Insane. And she's lovely. And it's a great interview. So that is coming up a little bit later on. Plus, we've got new tech. Well, I've got some new tech. Oi, oi. Oh, my Christmas God. Related. Don't tell you, Mum. <laughs> on the Don't Tell You Mum podcast. I love the way you say it's a Christmas edition here. Basically, because we've got the Elf on the Shelf founder. And because yeah. that is that it? Is that why it's Christmassy? <laughs> That's it, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's... This is like the last episode that will be going out before Christmas, I think. Okay. But, actually, it might not. Mm, don't quote me on that. But, um, also, it's funny because we're recording remotely today because it snowed. We're, a, we're on a snow day. Can't get into the office. Oh, it was magical. It was it was genuinely magical. And I was currently at a mate's house. That, that is, it's the house that they should have used for the film The Holiday. You know, Rose Cottage. It, not that that this house has not got a patch on the house where we were and it started to come down and the, the flakes were big they were huge flakes and it, we were probably about 20 minutes in and we realized that it was about two or three inches at that point and i kind of turned to charlie and said we probably need to go home now and thank god we went home at that point because yeah, kent if, if was there, terrible if in the middle of nowhere which it was the house is in the middle of nowhere you, yeah you would have had a, a bit of a, a challenge mate but thank the lord that you know we changed charlie's car didn't we recently so we changed it from a hyundai to, to a mitsubishi outlander which is a four by four no there's nothing <laughs> better there's nothing better than pressing than getting your finger ready to press that button that's that's that's, that's a4w whatever it's called all four wheel <laughs> drive <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing better than getting your finger ready. Honestly, my, that's I think that is where my finger is best when it's pressing the button for four wheel drive. <laughs> that, that, that's when that's when your finger is best. That's, that's my the best use of your yeah. finger. Honestly, that is the best use of this finger. <laughs> nothing else. I think we need to go for a beer, Jane. I think you're doing it wrong. <laughs> but oh no, it was, it, uh, it was magical. The kids loved it. I love it when a dog when a dog sees snow for the first time and it's bouncing up and down because it doesn't know what the hell's going on. I mean, yeah. oh, it's yeah. just just brilliant. Was that Coco's first snow? I don't think it was. No, but she seemed like it was. She she was everywhere. <laughs> she was running around, jumping, hopping. You know that thing where they yeah. do where they get on the floor and they put their snout on the ground and they go. Yeah, looks like yeah, the, yeah. A, a dog. It sort was of, Piper's first snow. And he oh, loved it. Did, and what, what was his reaction? Did you lose him? Yeah, just loved it. Yeah, just sniffing and pushing his nose in it. Loved it. I mean, what height is Piper really being a sausage dog? Well, I said that we had six inches of snow, but then Jen reminded me that my six inches is probably closer to six centimetres. No, six inches is that, isn't it? <laughs> well, well, if I'm saying it's six inches then, in reality... It's... Oh, okay. You, right. Anyway, no, you, yeah. 
it did it did uh it did like scrape his tummy okay especially when he was on the grass but were you not tempted when it was when it was like the snow was heavy enough and deep enough were you not tempted to let him out then <laughs> yeah yeah he went out in it yeah anyone seen Piper? Also, we, Piper. Made a, we, made, we made a snowman and a snow dog did you yeah. so snow dog how do the legs work well we just balanced it on two and he had two legs like but they were wide so they went across the body like it was like a, like a two thing like that and we just balanced it across the top right and then this morning went down there and the body of the dog is now yellow so which one has <laughs> pissed all up it well a, do- a dog presumably walked past uh yesterday evening and decided to cock his leg on the snow dog it's my territory i will cock my leg that's what i would do <laughs> i've got to quickly tell you a story you know you know when it, it was there a point where something happened being a dad and you thought this is possibly the lowest point of parenting i've been at this is the low point because i think it happened to me last week honestly so you know luna was off for like almost two weeks again with with this cough and she's yeah. prone to chest infection so she had, she had to have antibiotics so she she was off and um she was actually, in fact, she was up here with me. And in that room there is that there's a toilet and she was in there doing a poo. So I was working away here, not kind of realizing what, what was happening. She was like, daddy, I don't know we in a poo. I was like, okay, right. Can you come and wipe? Yes, yes, I'm coming in now. Let me just finish this off. Right. Full stop done. In I go. So I wipe a bum, I wipe other bits and then I come back here and start. I, I, I was doing an edit. I, thought, I think I was doing a video edit or something. And I'm here doing it. And I got to a point where I could, there was a part which just, I couldn't get right. And I was like, oh, honestly, right. Okay. If I put that there and you know what, you've seen me before when I get a bit stressed, I kind of get my hands and I go like this I, and I rub my face and rub my hair and my head and go, oh, and into, you know, rub my beard. So I did that. And then I looked down at the mouse, the, this mouse that I use. And I was like, oh, this is a big blob of, what is that? I was, like, I was like, oh my God. Oh, that's shit. Oh no, that is shit. And then I went, oh no, I've just, went, oh my God. I quickly ran back into that room. I had some, you somehow. Brown street. Uh, no, everywhere. So I, cause I rubbed my <laughs> eyes. It was in my, it was in my eyelashes. It was in my eyebrows. It was in my hair. It was in my beard. I literally where I'd rubbed, I had rubbed shit all over my face. Everywhere. Did did it? Did you not smell or like? Well, I had a bit of a cold, so maybe maybe yeah. that's what it was. I don't. And you can see, was look, I've still got a red nose from where I've got a cold. But I was like, how did I miss that? And it wasn't until I saw the I got until <laughs> I saw the shit on the mouse on the computer mouse. I was like, oh oh. So okay. I, In all honesty, were you more concerned about your face or the mouse? This Logitech MX costs about 80 quid. I think that answers your exactly, question. That's what I mean. I can, yeah, I can, exactly. I can wash what, my face. What did you clean first? <laughs> I got, so because Noah's a bit posh, he, he, he doesn't wipe his bum with toilet paper. He has those, those moist toilet wipes. So I quickly ran in there, got Ooh. that, wiped the mouse first. And then I actually went to, yeah, sh- exactly. I had a shower, went down, shaved my head, did that's it. Outrageous. Did my beard. I was like, no, that's it. Honestly, probably one of the worst, the, the lowest points of, of parenting there for me. It's amazing how far a, a tiny nugget of poo can go as well, isn't it? I, 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 I honestly, it, it defies science. Um, so I can also see behind you, you've got one of those little plastic swords. Oh, yeah. 
Look at that beauty. Look at that. Do you know what that tells me? That tells me that you've been mugged off at the pantomime. <laughs> oh, yes, I have. <laughs> oh, How yes, much? you have. How That's much? It. Have, you, have you been to Panto yet? Oh, well, no, we're going on Thursday, actually. Well, just, just be prepared um, that this glowing sword, which is supposed to have lots of lights, all I can see is a green, purple, and red. This, £8.95. And because Noah had a sword, <laughs> Luna had to have a unicorn. The unicorn is £10.95. And I think I've just broken it. Mate, you dropped 20 quid on what probably cost wholesale 25 pence. If that. Uh, right, okay. So we've got... Uh, I, I spent some time last week with a lady called Krista. Krista Pitts, her name is. And she is the co-founder of the original Elf on the Shelf. And I was excited because it's... What I love about this is everywhere, every household. Like I've been in Facebook groups where there's like 60,000 members. Um, in fact, I asked her in the interview how many people are doing the original Elf on the Shelf. And it's extraordinary that something that starts as someone's idea can be everywhere. Uh, and that's amazing. And, and, you know, we have it in our household and, and he's great, our, our elf buddy. Um, so it's it's a really, it's really good fun. The kids really enjoy it. So chatting to her was exciting. So here she is. Perhaps one of the most exciting guests we've ever had on the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast is Krista Pitts, who is the, the co-founder of The Elf on the Shelf. Amazing. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. I appreciate it. Well, it's, you know, it's one of these things where every year, well, certainly recently, every year, like particularly within parent, the world of parents and kids, we're inundated with these little elves mm -hmm. and getting up to mischief. And it's been this growing kind of phenomenon. And so to meet the person who is behind that is quite, it's quite amazing. I, I'm quite excited. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, you know, um, I work for Santa Claus and that's a pretty awesome job to have to be Santa's direct liaison into the earthly realm. So I, I, I appreciate it. it it's, a, it's a real honor and I'm excited to be talking about dads. Yes, exactly. Well, I don't know whether it's just, you know, obviously we're immersed in the world of dad's net uh, mm -hmm. and dads, but certainly in my household, the elf on the shelf is often the majority in my responsibility mm -hmm. and I quite enjoy it I quite like the creative side like coming up with mischief that he's gotten up to tonight and all these kinds of things I quite enjoy that side of it um but but tell me how how did this start like did you just start doing it is that what happened no, no, actually. Um, so I am one of three siblings. I have a twin sister who is my co-founder of the Lumistella company. So we started um, this together with my mom, actually. So when we were growing up, uh, we had a small elf that talked to Santa Claus and his name was Fisbee. We named him Fisbee because you have to name them before they get their magic, of course. And um, my mom would look up you know, at the elf and basically explained to us, you know, this elf works for Santa. He's got a very special job to do. While you're sleeping, the elf is flying back and forth directly to Santa Claus or Father Christmas and telling him exactly what it is that you've been up to today. All the good stuff, but also the not so good stuff, what you might want for Christmas. It's really just your direct liaison to Santa. 
And so as we grew up and went our separate ways and started our careers, my sister was sitting with my mom one night and my mom was really down in the dumps. You know, I think a lot of parents, if they've been very active in their kids' lives, are kind of looking for what that next chapter will be and really couldn't figure out what they wanted to do with their time and their effort. And how am I still going to be relevant if my kids are gone and grown up? And my sister said, well, mom, you know, why don't we write a book about the elf? And so my mom was kind of at first and she was like, nobody wants to read my family tradition. And then my sister was like, it'll be fun. We can do it together. We should, we should share this because we love it so much from the way we grew up. And so it was that night that they started writing what has now become the elf on the shelf. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And okay. So, but and from that moment, uh -huh. It's grown a lot, right? And it evolved a lot. Now, you, you will have to forgive me for this. I'm, I'm, it's a little bit of a confession here. Okay. I do not, I am not privy to all the kind of like the proper ways of doing it. And I think okay. that that's a shame. I'm trying to learn this year particularly, but um, I think I've cut some corners somewhere. And, uh, <laughs> so how did that come about? Like the kind of the more of the, because I think also a lot of people don't realize that there's a lot more to it than just do something fun with the elf tonight. Like there's more to it. Yeah. You know, I think that's one of the key areas where it's important to remember that the true elf on the shelf comes with a book and a box set with your elf directly from Santa Claus. And it hibernates in its magic chamber until you give it a name. And that's how it gets its magic. And so then every night after you've named it, it's going to fly back and forth to Santa, give the report. And then every morning it will be in a new place in your house. Now, the elves take on the personality of their family. So in some cases, the elf is going to be a little bit more, you know, mischievous, a little bit more fun. In some cases, the elf is relatively chill, like the family. You know, it's just like if you go adopt a pet, it typically takes on those 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 different types of personalities. Yeah. And um, and so that's the key. And then you're not supposed to touch it if you're a kid because the Christmas magic could go away. It's very, very fragile. And that's the number one rule that you need to remember if you're a kid, because that is sacred. And then obviously the elf watches and listens, so it cannot speak to you. So says Santa Claus, as the book says. Yeah, I, I like that. It's 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 magical, isn't it? And like, ultimately that's what Christmas is all about. It's about bringing that magic. And this I think is the perfect build up for so many houses. It certainly has been in our house. Um, oh, so yes. once you've got those um, kind of those ground rules nailed mm -hmm. that's when people can have fun and this was my problem like you say it adopts the personality of the family because i think i peaked on like the, on the first of december <laughs> <laughs> and, and now i'm thinking oh i need i need to maintain this kind of level of that's cool um so that i think that i, I kind of made my own bed there and i now have to lie in it but um presumably you have seen countless different elves in countless different positions and situations and circumstances. <laughs> What's some of the most memorable from your side? Well, you know, I'm always amazed with what ideas the elves have. At first, it's important to remember, this is a key, right, Al? But some kids get worried that the elf may not have flown to Santa because it might be in the same place the next morning. 
So you have to remember, sometimes elves just have their favorite spot in the house. Like you have your favorite spot on the couch or your favorite spot where you sit and you watch your TV. Like that's the deal. So the elves are always, they're always on the move. They're always working. Some of the most creative elves I've seen have blown my mind. Um, I know of several who at times will fly into the icebox because they miss the North Pole and they're really hoping for that blast of wintry weather or cold. I always find those to be really interesting. Um, I find some of the tricks they get up to um, to be kind of uh, interesting. Lots and lots of things spelled out with candy. I've seen a lot of you know messages from the elf, lots of letters from the elf come back and forth through that means. And then some of my favorite are really just the joyful postings that I see about the kids' reaction to what the elf has been up to or what has happened overnight. Mm. Um, to me, while I love seeing how interesting and fun the elves are in different people's homes based on how they celebrate their holidays, it's those kids' faces, it's priceless. I mean, you cannot put a price on seeing a child be overwhelmed with joy. And our whole mission in what we do is to create joyful family moments. Like that's all we're focused on. And we really want to be focused on owning the stories of Santa's North Pole. And our gateway to that is that joyful moment that connects a kid to the magic of the season, all that it's supposed to represent. You know, we have people from all different backgrounds, blended families, uh, teachers that, that all celebrate the elf on the shelf and the traditions around it in their own ways. And I love when I see people share with me that magic moment that a kid gets it, that they know this is their elf, that this is going to be their special thing. And the beautiful part about it is it's for life. Like your elf keeps coming back to your house forever. Um, now you may end up adopting a different, unless, different elf. Unless you lose it. Oh, oh, oh. Well, you know, sometimes the cousins come to visit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> you have to play tag. <laughs> we, we actually, um, there was, I don't, I, I'm sure you're very aware, but on Facebook, there's a lot of um, groups yes. around Elf on the Shelf. I don't know whether, I don't think they're affiliated with you or certainly the ones that I've kind of seen this year. I don't think they're affiliated with you. You get a lot of ideas and a lot of um, people talking and posting in these groups. And what I found fascinating was the arguments that people have about. Uh, so, for example, there was one where they were sharing. Uh, they had two elves. OK. And, and the cousin or the brother or sister has, had arrived and whatever else had happened. And that was not that did not go down well with some other families um, oh, no. because then the children would go to school and say, well, I've got two elves and all this kind of stuff. So it's a really interesting how parents get in, how invested parents are in the elf on the shelf concept, right? It's true. You know, I laugh a little bit sometimes because, you know, I'll, I'll hear sometimes from, from people, Oh my gosh, you know, it's just too much. I can't handle it. And I'm like, well, you do realize like the elf takes on the personality of the family. Yeah. So you're doing it wrong. You know, yeah. You're not, you're not going to change your, your elf's personality. That's really about your family. So you, you have to just stay measured. Um, yeah. And, and to your point, a lot of it is, you know, 
people, uh, we call it in the United States, keeping up with the Joneses a little yes. bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which, it's kind of how do each other every day. Yeah. They'll post their pictures like, this is what my elf got up to today. And everyone's like, oh, that's really good, but not as good as my elf. <laughs> it's like that. Yeah. I mean, you should see my elf. Belvedere is really a very chill dude. I mean, he is like the super most chill elf ever. But, you know, I'm sure he has plenty to report. <laughs> yeah, I think that that is the trick. That's the hack. Because mm-hmm. um, when we've shared it with a couple of friends, like just chatting over, we saw some friends at the weekend, we were telling them, and they just said, oh, sounds, sounds like a lot of work, a lot of work like this. And, I, and I'm like, that's the message really, isn't it? Like, it doesn't need to be any work. <laughs> no, at all. It's really about, you know, that joy and that creating that moment. And as long as you approach it with the spirit of your family, mm. right, and what you represent and yeah. what's important to you, you know, it should echo your family. And it doesn't mean it's not going to be fun, but there are very, very simple things that the elf can do that create that magic that doesn't, you know, blow yeah. your house up. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't need a trip down to Hobbycraft, which is a big, no. um, like a craft outlet here in the UK. Yeah, you don't need to go visit that daily. It's fine. No, it's not okay. necessary at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's how I, I don't know whether you'll. Well, I hope you'll know the answer. But what? How many people are doing Elf on the Shelf around the world that you know about? At least thirty million. Wow. At least. Yeah. So we're in 19 countries. um, And obviously, you know, the English speaking countries came on board, you know, quite Mm -hmm. early. And um, the UK has always been a big fan. But, you know, it's funny because when we started, no one wanted to help us at all. We had no money. We had no experience in the you know publishing world or children's toy world. And it was definitely an uphill climb trying to get anyone Mm -hmm. in the ivory tower of publishing to listen to our little family tale and find any value in it at all. Um, And it's really funny. The first time I went to a trade show in the UK and I was trying to explain what this was, people would walk by me and be like, that's just, you know, that's just too American. There's no way we're, we're, we're not going to do it that way. We never have that as a tradition. And I would try to explain, you know, I grew up with this. I'm telling you, it's Mm -hmm. magical. It is absolutely the most incredible way to celebrate the season mm. that you can imagine it's it's like christmas morning every single day yeah. when you know when your elf arrives so absolutely and you know we're testament to that my son he's he doesn't um he doesn't play with many toys like imaginary play is not really kind of his forte mm. but but he's he's called his elf buddy and i think after elf obviously of and um, he but he, he was so engaged with this. It almost caught me and, and his mum a little bit by surprise because we were kind of like, oh, wow, okay, like you, you're into this. It's, yeah. And like, I think like if you can, if from my point of view, obviously you don't know my son, but from my point of view, it's like if it can capture him, it can probably capture anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's what's funny. It's because, you know, growing up with it, my sister and I, my brother even, who's not part of our world at all, but – we remember how magical it was to be a child and to see and experience all of this through that lens of magic and wonder and, um, you know, encouragement of kind deeds, right? Because Mm. 
you always want to encourage the right behaviors in your children, no matter what or who's watching. Um, but to be able to remind your children, you know, this is the time of year where you're supposed to go out of your way to be kind to each other and to, you know, be thoughtful to your classmates and to your friends and to think about you, how you can help other people, even mm -hmm. if it's just in small ways. And having the elf there as that presence and that reminder was always just such a positive experience for us. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Can I ask a question? I'll sure. Feel free to swerve this. Okay. That um, <laughs> sounds ominous. But um, <laughs> from the, the kind of founder's point of view, there are a lot of unofficial elves out there. Yeah. And it feels to me like, just through the conversation here, it feels to me like they are part of the problem that's watered down this real magical story and the, the kind of the guidelines as to how you can best bring that magic into your family every single day in advent it feels like a lot of those kind of imposters are yeah. are the reason why it's been watered down in in so many ways and people have forgotten about there was i saw a comment recently about a kid that took took his elf into school it's like mm -hmm. that's not the, that's like that's that's not what happens right how do you deal with that from a from a I guess from a business point of view, but also from a I'm the founder and this is not how it's meant to be kind of point of view? That's a really great um, point that you're making, and it is absolutely true. Um, you know, when we first came out with the Elf on the Shelf, literally no one had any concept of this anywhere. It wasn't as if you know we were bringing something that people understood to the market. Well, now you hear about all sorts of various, you know, elves that are, are out there. And look, we're not, you know, the, the first people to ever talk about elves at the North Pole, but the celebration of this tradition to us is far more valuable than some cheap, you know, trinkety idea that might be out there. It's about the whole family moment. Mm -hmm. It's about a merry moment, a magical moment, and it is meant to be a part of your life and your family's life forever. So personally, it, it you know, it's hard. It's hard that we've worked this hard and we've put this much behind it and we have this much care and focus on curating that moment and that magic. And then you've got all these other, you know, would-be imposters who in some cases actually call themselves by our own name um, and they're not, and we have to go after them. But the t you know, by the time you do, yeah. or you get, you know, that correction, it's already out there. You know, we, we just had a major media outlet make a huge mistake like that over there. And um, you know, it's, it's, it's troubling because it's like, there's an official brand here and there's a group behind it that mm. sacrificed and worked their buns off to share it with other people. So that part personally is frustrating, but it's always overcome by knowing that if you have the actual elf on the shelf in your home, you get a book that you can read with your children and with your family, and you can talk about what this is gonna mean to all of you, and it'll be there for generations. It's not gonna fall apart. It's got all of the right magic around it, so I think that that's a really important differentiator. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the cost of a family moment or memory, right? And you, you, you parse that out over the period of time in which your children are so deeply in that wonderful and beautiful space that the season is meant to represent. And then even as they age up and start their own families, like this is something you take with you. This is something that becomes a part of your life. And 
The, the piece I appreciate, though, is for all of those fans who engage with us on social media or send us these beautiful emails or call our office and ask, you know, official questions of Santa Claus. It's just it's a really cool thing to be a part of. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I hope it's the legacy that my family is leaving behind that's going to make everyone's holiday across the globe that much brighter. Yeah. I think that's a great way to end. I think that's exactly right. And I think you, I think, you know, there's a real testament there, isn't it? 30 million people are having a very magical advent period. And that I think is, is fantastic. I think you've created, you've enhanced Christmas. I imagine, I imagine you never <laughs> say that. <laughs> I made, what, what did you do for your job? Well, I made Christmas better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that because a friend of mine several years ago was like, you fixed Christmas. You made it better. You know, we have the elf pets and, you know, um, Reindeer Rescue is actually an animated special um, that's in the UK on Netflix. And it tells a lot more about that world that we've created, even just beyond the elf on the shelf and the elves that you love. I mean, it's about all the characters at the North Pole and, and how they all interact. Um, and they all have jobs for Santa, like the reindeer, for instance, um, their job is to help Santa pull his sleigh, sleigh on Christmas Eve. And he grows full size and this magic stays in his heart. So, you know, it's more than just the, you know, the, the immediacy of, of, of what we're doing. It's about that, that long-term gift that we mm -hmm. hope we're leaving to people. Yeah. Um, that's about the, the magic of the season. So uh, I'm so glad that you and your family have enjoyed it. I, I love that people share their photos with me. Although I have to admit, I can't tell people what I do for a living. Because the second I do, they pull out their phone and start showing me pictures. Oh, yeah. I bet. <laughs> I bet they've probably got it in a little folder. Yeah, so, yeah. It's oh, definitely it's what I did in 2019. <laughs> Well, you, yeah, exactly. And it goes back a long time. But then also, how many people do something in their life where people want to talk to you about it, hmm. right? That they want to talk to you about their family and what they do and where their elf goes and what it's up to. So that part makes it pretty special. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Chris, it's been a real pleasure and a real honor as well um, to speak to um you know, someone who has made Christmas better. Um, so thanks so much for your time. It's been, yeah, it's been great. I've so enjoyed chatting with you today and I hope you have a happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Thank you very much. Um, I don't know whether I, we all got, I got kids in the house. So um, I just need to be careful how we phrase some things, but. <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, fantastic interview. Fascinating. I'll try and do all the talking because I have no kids in my house. So um, I'll just nod. I, I have managed to not do it for years. And then a certain person that I work with snuck an elf in my pocket on the way home after the radio show one day. I didn't see it until I got into the house and there it was. So the elf was then, as I pulled my pockets out, because the kids were still awake, so elf on the shelf had entered our house by magic because it was in my pocket. She knew what she was doing. So, so now I have the added stress of not just trying to get the dog out at night to go for a poo, not trying to sort myself out before I go to bed, not trying to sort out Christmas lights, heated blanket, don't judge me, it's the best thing ever, 
I'm now, and then when it's when you forget and you get into bed with your heated blanket and you're like, oh, this is, this is, yeah. and it's minus six outside. You go, this is brilliant. And then your wife turns to you and says, oh shit, we haven't done it Elf on the Shelf. I'm like, oh my, oh. So yeah. then you got to go down and think of something. Yeah. The best thing that Krista said, I thought was that your elf will just adopt the personality of the family. And so really what's happening now is the is parents are the problem because parents are now just trying to compete, aren't they? Our elf's better than your elf and mm. our elf did this amazing thing. I feel like when they do with kids, isn't it? It's like, you say, oh, my kid learned to read uh, whatever it was. And then they go, oh, my, well, my kid has been reading this, you know, Shakespeare. And yeah. then it's, oh, my, my kid learned to ride a bike at the weekend. Oh, my, my child's been riding since they were six months old. You know, it's like that whole competitive nature of parents comes out. And, uh, and I think that's the problem. Everyone trying to trump each other. Whereas as really we should, we should like just move it. <laughs> the elf should just move. Just, just it just else. moves to a different, yeah. So for instance, the, yeah. this morning. We worry about arts and crafts and like taking out stocks and shares in hobby craft. Well, no, actually I haven't gone that far. I haven't gone that far, but this was this morning. <laughs> this morning was, um, so the thing is, right, we've already got an elf, which we got from oh. Lapland UK, which is Conker. And Conker's a good elf. So mm. Conker doesn't mm. do anything. However, the new elf that magically appeared in my oh, pocket yeah. on the way home is in a, yeah. is in a box of Weetos and eating them. What mm. have I turned into? You're one of them, Jay. You are the problem. I'm one of them. Right. Um, anyway, it's a lot of fun. So if you're not doing it, then maybe look to get an elf next year. Uh, JK, have you got any tech? No, you have. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Don't tell your mom. Right now, when, when it well, comes to—it's not to... really tech. I was just—I was just telling you about this before, and you were like, "Oh, you need to share that." But basically, the problem is, is that I don't know if it's a dad thing, but twice a day, every day, for the duration of having a Christmas tree in the house, I have to crawl under it like a commando-style army man, right, to turn the lights on and off. And <laughs> you're guaranteed. First of all, you knock a load of needles off. Yep. So then you go to bed and you've got like needles down your pyjamas or like shoved in your butt crack or something. And that's Whatever annoying. you're into. Yep. You knock a ball ball off or a bell and it's just it just gets messier and messier and messier. And then as you get presents there, you've got to move all the presents, turn it off, move them all. It's a whole thing. So now, smart plug. You went for the smart plug. I've been telling you about this for years. Probably about five years well, I've told you about it's this. it's amazing. Apparently you can just say Alexa lights off and it does it. Who knew? So, and do you want to give me any sort of technical stuff about it or not? Or uh... Yes. It's white. Yep. And it comes from Amazon. Yep. And it was 24 quid. And that's your technical review, yeah? Yeah. It was made in China. For, of course it is. Everything's made in China. Uh, <laughs> so I've got the Hive ones. So I did. So basically what I do now is that there, that smart plug device, I've got one which is specifically for Christmas lights. So when we take stuff down, that smart plug goes inside the decoration box. 
with the lights and a four-way extension, which is what I use for all the lights that's needed for Christmas. So that all case. packs I bet away. you got it all in a case. It's all in a case. And then that goes when we pack down, that goes. So when, when obviously when we set it all, when we set Christmas up a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever it was, everything was there ready to go. And then I go onto my Hive app and then I go Christmas lights on, Christmas lights off. That's what I do with my electric blanket. If I told you I've got an electric blanket. How many smart plugs do you have? I think I have in excess of uh, probably about eight. Wow. And bulbs, obviously, smart bulbs. So I turn lights on and off with. So my, my outdoor Christmas lights are turned off by my oh, app. Yeah. Before um, before we go, I want to have a quick uh, I want to have a quick chat with uh, with you. I believe that you're turning into too much of a businessman because there's a few things right. that I've uh, that I've noticed with you regarding business speak. Have you found yourself talking about business speak much of late? No. No. Okay. What are you talking about? Let's. Uh, oh, I might have... Is this off Instagram? So this is the first one that I heard you say the other day. So we don't wear wedding rings. Like, we don't, just don't wear them. That's yeah. a funny story why I don't wear mine, actually. Uh, maybe I'll park that. I'll park that. That was the first one that I've noticed, right? And I thought, maybe it's just a one-off. It's probably just a one-off. Let's, uh, let's see. And then I was listening the other day when we were doing this podcast and you said this. Well, Paul, we, I, I, we're going to have to come into land now, but... Yeah, we're going to have to come into <laughs> land. <laughs> what is that? Who are you? You're not Alan it, Sugar. It, it, it's actually, it's, like, it's from public speaking. It's from when I used to do public speaking and you kind of have to, and teaching as well. Like you have to set like, the intro and then the middle part and then you're like, yeah, now we're coming into land. So bear coming with us. Into, like I'm like, he thinks he's a pilot now. He thinks he's a businessman yeah, pilot. sign is back on. Brace yourself. I'm just waiting for the next one, which is going to be, let's pop this into your mental microwave and see if it defrosts. That's what's going to be next. <laughs> I'm going to try and throw out some um, business. What's, what's the word? Like it's cliches. business speak. It's business speak. To you. Oh my God. Right. Oh, you're a, you're a plonker. Brace yourself for a new year, new look, new feel. Yeah, yeah, a few new, like a lot more interviews, which we're going to do. Probably mainly Al because I'm never, I'm never available. But yeah, we're going to do some other bits and bobs. <laughs> but so I yeah, do stay th- tuned because yeah, we're having a bit of a revamp and uh, refresh and uh, yeah, like a little bit more energy into things. So it's going to be exciting. Actually, I'm really looking forward to it. We're going to be recording in studio, so it's going to be video as well as. Uh, podcasts so it's, it's it's actually really exciting I'm really looking forward to it that's going to kick off in the first or second week of January right it's been a pleasure thank you very much Jay thank you very much to those of you who have been listening please don't forget please rate subscribe it's really helpful every time we get a little review every time you give us five stars and every time you share it with a friend so please do that as well have a fantastic week have a great Christmas have a great new year and thanks for everything that you do and listening and, and sharing and all that stuff we love you for it thank you but Paul we, I, I we're going to have to come into land now, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you love it. A Dad's Net original podcast.